have a question that has just, I was, I was just starting to asking what, what you do when holding space online. I make a bubble around my, you know, my personal bubble. And then I hold also, I make a space where I am around the house. Uh, and I make one for the, around the globe because the people are around the globe for the meetings. Mm. Uh, but I have only been doing this last one after the people come in and uh, I'm, I'm wondering if, if like what you do uh, because I, if I started sometimes coming into you know meetings and opening the meetings five minutes earlier and sometimes it's just me and I want to make the space kind of how I do it in a physical space and I just I create the space and then people come into it um I, I just yeah I was mm. wondering how you do it yeah oh yeah I mean other people like random people coming in and in and in and in or is it uh does it end in the online spaces or physical mm. spaces in the online spaces um usually the people don't come in uh, forever there's only been a call that i've been on that people kept coming in and out and it was this day that zoom was also not working well and it was people were just popping in and out and it was kind of like a seminar more like a work talk so people mm. could could come in and out Yeah, then I would recommend to do the space only for yourself. Because a moving space to hold the energy in and make it in a global bubble, that's a, to me it sounds a little bit too much. Hmm. Like if you would have like a group of healers, let's say, uh, who are holding space themselves, and then you do like um, consecration in the beginning, Like, like dedicate whatever you do to the divine consciousness or to the Gaia or whatever, then it's held by everybody. But if you, it's only you doing it and holding the space for a specific purpose and everybody else is moving in that space, to me, it sounds exhausting. Like a working space, I would preferably do it only for you and the person you work with because if you're doing a global working space you're really working on a global level which means every single person in the space connecting to every single person in the globe is all in that and if the purpose is not specifically a global healing like say i don't know Uh, manhood or womanhood or animals or things and everybody is involved in that thing like putting the energy into that I wouldn't do global space holding because you wouldn't It's, do it because yeah because all these energies are involved you call them all in I call in my bright principles yeah yeah you call it in your bright principles But all the other energies that are going on in the world are, would be involved as well. Like, for example, my master healer, 
She's really an experienced woman. She's doing it like 40 years. She's not doing it on Facebook. When she's doing it on, in, in the greenhouse, where there are only healers, and they all come together for the same purpose of that topic on that day, she's doing the global thing because that's the purpose like all of us healers are all over the globe and we want to work on the whole planet mm -hmm. but if she's doing a live light which is like that she's going live on facebook and everybody can go like you said can come and go she's not doing it she's not holding space for the whole globe and not doing the consecration yeah i mean oh, there's the, the only yeah the only time that i hello hi finish your sentence and then yeah. I, I can apologize <laughs> the yeah the only so what i'm doing right now is i'm i'm holding the space for the globe even with the three of us in it and um it was only once that uh, i've experienced a space an online space that had like technical issues and so people coming in and out was the one that i spoke with the ecoversities but so far i've been even in our sparks experiments or uh our study group um and in this group for example i i am holding space for the whole globe because you are in the globe and just i heard clinton like saying that and I just decided to experiment so I'm, I'm doing that experiment and so far I haven't been like tired or anything and I was I was wondering how you do it Havet, how, how you're doing it for groups online yeah that was what I wanted to say thank you good morning welcome hi I'm sorry, I was in a single coaching and it lasted longer than I thought it would. And it was a great about fear of fear. It was single coaching about the fear of fear and the fear that if, if she feels fear, then somebody can use her fear to manipulate her. And I never thought about this like, like that before. Can you say that sentence again? Yeah, she was afraid that if she felt her fear she didn't want to feel her fear because if she felt her fear then some people could use her fears to, to control her and like to hurt her to go into her wound and which which is really true on the old map of feeling like the government or the church or like a lot of authority figures use people's fear to um, own them when people don't own their fear Thank you. I started with the question that I said, kind of that I said when you came in, uh, which was about space holding. As mm -hmm. I was coming into this um, call, I made I make I made the space only after someone else got into the call. I did this experiment of only making creating a space after after Habet came in. But I have sometimes done before. People come in 
because I, I started earlier and so I create the space and, and um, so far like I'm, I'm just experimenting with different effects and I was it's just been like a week and a half since I've done that so um, asking if you what do you both do and what is the effect that it has I bet you had, did you have anything? Yeah, I'd, I already answered to it that I wouldn't do the global thing if people are going in and out. And um, from my experience, from what my master healer said, that she's not doing it on Facebook, for example, but in a group of healers, she would do a global, it, it was more specific, the question of, of the global bubble. And I said that I would only do the global bubble if, if the purpose of the space is a global space and is about all the animals of the planet or all women or all men or things like that. And everybody involved knows that. Otherwise, I wouldn't do that because for me, it would be too exhausting to deal with all kinds of entities and energies in the space. Yeah. And what you do, for example, in this call, what what do you do to create the space? Do you, how do you do that? I would do now. I would do it only for myself in the uh, holding the space for myself in that space where I am because I'm now in the seminar house and a lot of things are going on. So I'm focused on that. If we would now do something specific, I would put it around us. Like, and for this purpose of whatever we do. If what we do would affect the whole globe on purpose, like we would say, on purpose, we want to do something that affects the whole globe, then I would do it on the globe. But I would prefer first to have intimacy with myself, then intimacy with you, and then I would expand it. Mm. what i n notice is that um especially lately of just sort of jumping from writing website to a coaching and then a call or i don't i can't remember the last time i really declared like a working space so intentionally so it seems to me then that i'm just carrying my working space who and whoever is around gets to be sucked into this or it's not sucked, but um, it's like for me, this a space is there's a purpose. There's a, pur a purpose. That's the, the purpose of making a space is it has a, it has a particular purpose and it seems like most people that I'm working with around have similar purpose. So I'm a, I, we can all be space holder. So I don't, it's very hard for me to be in a space and not be a space holder for the whole space. Like I would really have to for, to like force myself to not say, or to not hold that space because often we have the same, the people that I'm working with have the same purpose. So it works to have more than one space holder when the, the space holder have the same purpose. Mm. And, um, and when, 
and when the, the, the purpose is conflict, because I'm a space holder, then I don't get sucked into whatever other purpose wants to go in. And I either say, this doesn't work for me or I, or I go away. Like I'm, I'm not, um, if some people want to have a particular space, like a gremlin space or a box space, where am I to, you know, to take that away from them if that's what they want. If I'm not the main, I haven't called the space together. Mm. And I haven't really experimented like so consciously with holding space for the whole globe. And, and, and my work is global. I, you, you know, each uh, dent or like each edge that I go, you know, I explore that edge with edge workers, it pushes the edge a little further. And that's for the, you know, for the benefit of all sentient beings and more Buddhist terms. And, and so I think it's, it's part of my archetypal lineage or my, or the purpose that, uh, I wouldn't say every space, so that's, but the spaces that I consciously hold space for to be at the edge have a global impact. And even if it's like one sand and a whole beach, the beach is made of unique grains of sand. So, mm. yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, even a woman's circle, I consider it has impact on all men. For yeah, and and I'm, it could be a fantasy world. Like I'm, I'm okay with it being a fantasy world. And if I had to choose a story, that's the, the story that I would choose. That my work has an impact on the whole world. I have fear when I heard um, when I heard you Habet say that you don't you know you don't put it around the globe because there are so many other energies and things around and my fear was oh can I can I say mm-hmm. yeah yeah sorry mm, so the distinction that I would make. So maybe that's the distinction that you were going to make. But what I would make the distinction is when I have this purpose of I'm holding the space for the whole globe, it's very different from saying everybody from the globe can be in my space. So I, I, I hear you have this fear of, okay, I don't want like a whole bunch of entities from all over the world and, and stuff like to get in my space. And I, it seems to me that there's a distinction between uh, the, the intention of holding space for the whole world and, and letting in everybody's intention or everybody's purpose into my space. So I, what, how is it for you, Habet? Like, why, why would you, you had this thing of, I don't want to let other entities come in. Yeah, like when Vera asked this question, somehow I was referring to it as a healer. 
not so much as a possibility manager. Mm. And I learned to hold space in as a healer. I learned the other space holding later. And um, there you have, a, like as a healer, or the way I'm healing, energetic healing or light healing, um, or light transmission is, is happening in the space. So it's not the thing like I do it to you or to somebody specifically, but I'm doing it to the space. And from that experience, you have a, you have a perfect containment field, a container to hold this energy. And you would prepare the space with all kinds of things and to vibrate in the space. And you are very conscious of if you're using electric energy or magnetic energy, if it's about putting something in or if it's about taking something out. So you are working with every kind of shit that's going on in the space. Mm. And I was referring to that when I said to you, Vera, that I would be careful if people were coming in and going out because then I'm holding a space for healing and there might be residues or things that affect or contaminate each other. In that mm. sense, I would say like I would hold a global space when I'm doing something to all men on the globe or all women on the globe. Of course, it's also affecting the other part, but I'm addressing a different kind of group. Mm -hmm. And that's what you learn first as a healer, that do you want to use a bike? Do you want to use a car? Or do you want to use an airplane? You know? And if you want to go to the bakery, you would use an airplane. That's not helpful in a way. And from, from my group healing experience, for example, when I'm in Yam, I, I don't use the whole Yam. Yam is a beach club, right? It's a huge beach club at the, at the water in Berlin. I go to a small bar where there fits like 20 people or 30 people dancing or whatever, standing around. And if I declare a space, I see immediately all the guys doing voodoo, having some kind of thing going on, the masks on the wall and all this. So I have a totally different awareness of the space when I start holding space. So I think, or well, I assume that this healer identity of mine is so much in the practice that I, it's hard for me to go into a different kind of working space. Maybe it's similar to Aunt Chloe, uh, the difficulty of not holding a space, you know. There I can do, I can do fine. I am totally fine with not holding the space. Also, when I come here, I find immediately the space holder of the space and I would use energy on that space. I would intervene more than taking over the space or making a bigger space around that person or around the the space holding of that person i would rather work on that person who's doing the space holding to support or to you know so i think i'm that's a totally different technique of space holding than pm space holding thank you for the distinction you're welcome
in a way, um, I remember having this conversation in the evolutionary way. You were there in Miriam and I don't know, Vera, very, no, you're not there, the first one. Okay. Um, and it seems like the, the, he, the healer space holding has more, maybe a feminine quality, which is about, I'm, I'm, I'm here with what is, and then I work with what is, and I take, either I take it in or I, I work with it. And, and it's more about being with what is And the, you know, if I make a difference between healing space holding and transformational space holding, I don't know if it's really accurate, but the transformational is I make the space, whatever is here, I'll make something that I want. So the work can happen. And it's more of a hacking, making a space of nothing than the space of everything of working with everything that's in the space. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's the distinction. Yeah. Mm. Because I'm also doing it with bus stations and buses and whole trains in one department of the train, things like that. Yeah. And then it's what is. Mm. Can you, I bet I, something sparked at me, uh, maybe, I don't know, I never considered that possibility when you said that you beam energy to whatever support the, your, the, the other space holders in a space, if that's what you decide to do. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's like being a possibility manager. You cannot stop being a possibility manager, right? And that's the same with the healing. And then, like, for example, I'm in a seminar house now, and this kitchen lady, she's, she, like, usually there's a buffet, right? Everybody would take whatever they want. And now it's the corona is no buffet. So she has to serve everybody. It's crazy. There are, like, 80 people want to eat, right? So I, I come in and I see her stress. I, I can't resist to support her. So I will be the first to say hello. I will say hello and say, oh, there's a lot of thing going on. So I will have a meta conversation about what's going on with her by showing her I'm here to support you. And when she agrees, it's an energetical agreement I flow energy to her, like appreciation and love, you know, like I, I show her that I'm there for her in an energetic way. And she feels that because then she come to me and ask questions and say this and give comments. And then I, I feel that she feels the supportive energy and it's like I'm a second pillar to the space for her. I'm not doing something specific to her and i'm just the agreement like saying okay i see you i see what you're doing i see it's tough i i agree with her i'm a witness kind of and if she would call for something because she feel that i'm there i would do it but i would only do it if i'm asked to do it but the connection, I make the connection because I cannot resist to make it. And I know that she's the space holder and maybe I'm the only one who knows because everybody else would think is the boss of the house or 
She's, she's the woman to serve us. She's the slave. <laughs> exactly. Nobody would think that she's important. And then I can see the space shifting with her smile, with her being seen, with her being conf like not confident, but like, oh, okay, yeah, right, I'm the space holder. There's this moment where she realized that. <laughs> yeah. And don't go into the responsible victim. Yeah, thank you. It sounds so much like, um, in some ways, like the the navigating intimacy to commit to the other person's commitment and mm -hmm. to be in a yes, in agree in a agreement and. Uh, you didn't say, you know, distinctions between that and rescuing, but I could, I could just, you know, I could just see in your, in the way that you're addressing, the way that you are addressing it, that it doesn't have rescuing. Like, yeah, but it's slightly always on the edge. It's yeah. always on the edge of rescuing. This is so, I, but I learned it with PM to be more centered and yeah, to have responsibility there. Because I think my master teacher would say, yeah, run, run the healing program. She would do it. Like she's doing it in the airplane or anything. People sit next to her, then she would run a healing program. I wouldn't do that now. I mean, I used to do that a lot, but I'm not doing it anymore. So in a way, yeah, it affects me, those both methods and... Mm -hmm. Techniques. It's like healing by presence, but stronger than that. Yeah. Yeah. And yesterday on the train station, I would uh, had to step over in Bremen and I, oh, in Hamburg, I don't remember, however, I wanted to get a coffee and I had, I oh, know it was in Berlin, it was still in Berlin and there were two options to have coffee. And this woman from the one coffee station was sending energy to me that I should go to her. And then we had a short conversation and she was super friendly. She was extremely friendly to me, like, yeah, and what can I do? And, da, 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 da. and then she said, there's your coffee. And I wanted to go to the coffee and then I realized that I left my coffee there. And I went back to, to, the, to get my luggage. And then she said, oh, but your coffee is still here. And there was a boy of color next to her, I, I think maybe, Palestinian or I don't know some Arabic guy next to her and then I said you know I have to take the coffer first because otherwise people would get paranoid you know and then and this boy was laughing so because the boy understood fully what I was saying and the woman was confused and then she <laughs> looked at the boy and then she said you know they would think she's a terrorist and you know she's like he was explaining to the lady that they had like 20 years difference so i don't know 
And then she said, ah! they were both laughing about the same joke. And then I knew I was there for that. Like I was, I was the bridge between them. Mm. Because the boy made a joke that she wouldn't under, uh, like had to explain the joke to her kind of. And then he, she said, ah, let them all go crazy. <laughs> I, I don't care. Then we make a break, she said to this boy. <laughs> and I wish them a wonderful day and I left. <laughs> so it was like a, a kind of a call that this should be the thing that should happen there. <laughs> Echo. <laughs> I I wonder how you ever doubt that you were a village weaver. <laughs> yes. But I changed, Aunt Chloe. I you, you saw me, yeah, you saw me transforming in Portugal. Yes. But I, I, I think yeah. before I wasn't like that. No? No. I would think, oh, oh I'm get, I guess she 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 treats him very bad, maybe. She treats him <laughs> like a slave. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there would be too many stories tip, tip, tip in the way. <sighs> well, I feel and, glad, yeah. And maybe I also had a different purpose. It was more about connecting to Gaia and things like that. Mm -hmm. Wow, they really are kind of like houses of resonance. And I mean, for, for, for me, the, the archetypal lineages, because without when i don't think about anything i just straight go to the evolutionaries and then in other places i find myself being a little bit more game world builder and being village weaver i still have no idea what earth guardian really really is about <laughs> i have people that are supposedly earth guardians saying i think you have a little bit of earth guardian and i'm like i don't <laughs> like i have everything whatever but uh but, and i think that's we can develop as well like every i what if it's needed i think i think i don't know i i don't know what it is but i think it's like it's a resonance something is needed and we can be moved towards also being the source of something that is needed in that space even if it's not really like our main house of resonance but the necessity mm. makes that happen somehow that's a story that I'm having, basically. Yeah, for me, it was really very practical because all the anger that was in the, what was that space, the dragon speaking, mm -hmm. uh, would help me to, to reconnect with my sadness. Because everybody was kind of awake and aware. It was like I could release something that uh, was like a, you know these knights who have this metal clothing yeah, yeah it was like that it is as if it was falling off of me and i could finally cry i don't know if you remember everybody was in anger and i was in such a deep sadness i couldn't stop crying i thought that i'm gonna dissolve in that you know that i will be just water and nothing else i couldn't stop and i felt that as if this sadness was there all the time sure 
and that I had to hold it so much and I covered it with anger, with immense amount of anger. And my master healer, she told me in the divine intervention seven years ago, when I met Clinton, that my center is uh, the first chakra. Like, like she said that people have different chakras that are the most strong, the, the strongest. And it made completely sense to me, the first chakra, like about survival and things like that. And then as she said, yeah, but Surya will shift. So you will shift to the second chakra. See, you are gonna you're gonna enjoy life, I'm sure. <laughs> because like you know, the first chakra is about life itself, right? Life, tough, rough, and you know, raw life. And the second is about enjoying life and flirting with life and yeah, this weaving stuff and things like that. When she said that, I didn't believe it at all. Mm, I'm sure. <laughs> 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 yeah so i totally agree that uh, we can evolve <laughs> i i was thinking that that story that maybe you had to feel angry because nobody else was feeling angry mm. and it was and then when other people started feeling angry you say oh okay other people can handle that and i can actually do my job and yeah yeah and in the family it was my role because in like this german culture and the ethiopian culture of my mom together is so anti-anger because in the ethiopian culture you wouldn't be angry you wouldn't say no you don't do anything like that especially mm -hmm. as a woman there's no thing like that mm -hmm. so this made it impossible to express anger and because i was expressing anger i was always the angry one Although I didn't feel that it really fit to me in my wish to be with others and communicate. But I took over this role a lot. Mm. Yeah, and that was a relief when others... And I feel that a lot, um, Chloe, when in labs, once the anger session is done, I feel so relieved. I feel so safe in the space when, when I saw the women angry. Mm. There, I'm just, I don't know why this quote is staying with me, but I don't know if I've, I've said it before. This is woman who wrote this article about sacred rage and, and she's a tantric teacher. So she was writing about sacred rage and sacred sexuality and how both of those resources are, can be seen similar, like pure anger, archetypal anger, archetypal sexuality. And, and at the end she put, she said something of, I understand that you might be scared of crazy people running around being angry on the street. That most people are afraid of anger because they could be afraid of insane people walking on the street. She said, what I'm more angry about is, or what I'm more concerned about, which would be more fear, what I'm more concerned about is complacent girl, complacent nice girls. And that sort of totally hit me. And now I walk down the street and, and what really scares me is the complacent, nice girl, Jesus. And, and I just see it and it, and it, yeah. And it's way more dangerous than the hysterical woman. I don't, you know, even, or, or the really, you know, really angry woman, but 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I resonate so much with that when I, especially with the whole, I mean, with so much of what's going on in the world, uh, but also, you know, the climate change and this, this, this modern culture that, that why more people are not going crazy. And, and I, I, I had this a few years ago, I was just in an airplane and I started having this fear mm. of first it started. Um, I thought it was like fear of flying. Uh, and I didn't ever had fear of flying of like that. I would die in an airplane, but it, it was a fear. And I thought it was fear of flying. And then it, it wasn't so much fear of flying. It was fear of how that flying was contributing to, um, carbon emissions and all of this like we don't know if humans are going to survive or not and things are still you know things are still very much um on the danger zone for for the biosphere and and there was this this huge fear of the world's gonna end up and like why isn't nobody why is nobody getting so angry like or so scared um, like me, you know, like if anyone has read any summary of the IPCC, the Inter International Panel for Climate Change, it's quite, it's, it's really scary. Um, I mean, I am really scared about that. It, the, the, whatever, I, I know other things can happen, but basically it says that, you know, maybe 10, 10 years that until two degrees go up in the, in the water and then no one knows what's going to happen and and i remember because i spent a bit of time reading that and i was super scared and it, it just always baffled me like how is not many people going crazy in the middle of nowhere like a young person just suddenly taking all that rage of that like in the 90s or the early 2000s, there was this office rage videos coming up in like Japan and Korea where these men that had been yeah. for like ages and ages, they would just like break their computers. They just started happening. And I was like, this needs to start happening to people. And so I also, yeah, I'm scared that that is not happening when, when that is not happening. I didn't get the connection. Who was breaking computers and why? Yeah. So, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, there was a surge in the news of um, mainly Asian men that were working in office cubicles. There was like these like big offices with like really small cubicles and they would work for years on their that. And one day they went crazy. They were they had enough and they didn't just quit. They broke the entire computer. Oh, cool. And this was just, it was kind of like spontaneously or either it has been happening and it wasn't in the news, but it just seemed like spontaneously quite a few men were just going crazy. Mm. Mm, I'm going to look for the videos. Yeah. <laughs> when I post them. Put it on the rage club. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to tell you, you know, you know that 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 fear on the plane it was not even a year ago it's true <laughs> yeah it was when we were in bali and you called us and you had that fear so it was funny when you said a few universes ago <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
it's yeah i feel so different i feel so so different mm. and i want that when i when i see the looting in the, in the whatever the people call looting in the united states because of what's happening with um the the systemic oppression and the killing like and it's it's just it's that's a kind of a natural response to something like like a death of a person to on the hands of the legal authority and like i'm more scared yeah i'm more concerned i, I am actually more scared of people not rebelling against amazon and exxon and i don't know yeah, yeah. art jackson do you know art jackson the husband of staff Fuentes? He's on Facebook. He's he's very active on Facebook. And so what's his name? Art, like art and oh, like, uh, uh, music and yeah, and Jackson. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if it's his name actually, but that's his name on Facebook. Yeah. And he was asking a question, like, what what should or what. Uh, However, his question was like, what would have to happen that would make you go on the streets? Uh, yeah, and then people were answering. And what there was, was the yeah, all kind of apologies and <laughs> nonsense. Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, this, uh, this is already happening, but I'm sick and I have this and that, and that's why I don't go on the streets. Or uh, in the 60s, I think most of the people are in his age who mm. answer, yeah. And then <laughs> I say, yeah, I was on the streets in the 60s and I think my prayers will help more. Or, uh, however, they were answering all kind of bullshit. And then one woman, a younger one, was writing like, oh, wow, what a dangerous question that make us, uh, yeah, talk that bullshit, that make us... Uh, See our nonsense like that. Yeah. And then there was also a, I think it's a friend of Clinton. I'm now I'm Facebook friends with her as well. Jen, Jen Ward. Yeah. She's a healer. Yeah. yeah. So she's writing like, oh yeah, don't feed the hate, don't feed the hate, and things like that. So what I assume is this two things. One thing is like those unconscious people who really have no idea why they are not doing anything. They just don't feel and they're numb. Oh, I don't see and hear you. Uh, do you see me and hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah uh, you were just <laughs> uh, frozen. And then there is also this healer types or spiritual people. I wouldn't call them new age because I don't think it's a, it's a movement or anything like that. But it's this attitude of, if I don't have anything good to say, I don't say anything. I let that work in me. And that's why I assume that this is the, in German you say, this is the quiet before the storm. Yeah, calm before the storm. Yeah, I think that this is happening. This is the calm before the storm. Like you say, Vera, it's, it will sink into more and more people what's really going on as soon as they are more available for it, as soon as they have more matches for it. And I assume that this corona time was for that, 
to retreat, to build metrics, to ask yourself, what job am I doing? What, what is really necessary and things like that. I have a What's question. really relevant, yeah. Mm. So, so we were walking with Clinton uh, on a hill here that's really beautiful and overlooking Ravensburg and it's this like very quiet spring German, there's roses everywhere and, and it's like, and exactly we were just like, okay, this is the calm before the storm, before this, this whole thing crashes down. And the question was, what do you do, you know, to, to us? Like what, so that's my question to you. What do you do in the calm before the storm? Yeah, for me, it's basically about connecting. I try to make as much connections as possible and those connections I have to deepen them, to, to speak clearly about everything that is on my heart. I, I'm clearing relationship a lot to, to make them stable and undoubtable. That in case of something, I can just it's also one reason is also that that's also one reason why I quit my job to to have more time to make connections because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Everybody's resting and in the slow mode, and I'm working like crazy to bring these girls to a school or like to an to an exam that I don't believe in at all and. I give them teachers money that are not really collaborating with me in the purpose of this project, just to give them money so that they would have a job. What a bullshit. Mm. Like that's, that's a very good question, Aunt Chloe, how we use that time before the storm. And that made me feel scared that I'm not using it properly. Mm. What, like, what to do in the calm before the storm uh, for me, it's, it, it's kind of, it's to, it's to remember the essential, the, the, what, what kind of like slogan, what we are fighting for, or what do we, what, what the things that are, this, this, this months that I've been uh, feeling Gaia in a way with my sadness and really appreciating like to a, a totally different level the the not inter gosh every word that I'm I'm saying it's like it doesn't fit what I experienced the interconnect the the highly like the 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 the, the, the vehicles of retribution and of creation and amplification of of life that most yeah, people, you're still using sort of fin horny terms okay. <laughs> fin horny. it sounds really bad but so it's in the way it's in your way for letting that thing speak let let those fall down most people are just so far removed from from 
giving from giving back or or giving forward um there's this this thing about the gifts not meant to be kept and so not to be accumulated or or kept and then saved or and and to give <laughs> what is that what you want to say doing to you what is that doing to you what you want to say in which way it's working on you how where do you feel it it's a sad it's the, in my sadness it's uh, uh it's after a uh, winter there's flowers and everything has a purpose of giving more life and giving more abundance and and just multiplying life <laughs> and and it's not i don't know it's super intelligent it's so uh, well done uh, and it's not just for me it's, and it's not to keep and it's not just for us there's it, it it seems like it's like in modern culture it just ends with humans it ends with a person then okay the strawberries and the cherries are for me i mean i'm going to sell them and and i'm going to earn money and it's and it, and it ends there kind of it's just like and that's not how It nate like how in nature it works it doesn't end it has no end it goes into something else and it goes into something else to give life and to give uh nourishment and abundance to something else and and that's like that's like a true meaning of a gift the one that stays in circulation that's that continues to give to forward and backward i don't have words <laughs> i don't really have words for it mm. yeah there is a book i think or an article from an anthropologist about the gift society or something like that it's very old and where it's a standard in anthropology it's this culture of give and take and gifts would you send that to me i'd like to check it out i don't know actually what was the writer and what is about but i will check it out the the things that i've seen that i read that are the most similar to what i experienced was books and words from indigenous peoples that start with appreciation and the recognition of the the strawberries and the the grass people as people you know the grass people because not just humans are people and and so we serve them because they serve us you know, they take care of us and we could take care of them some something like that and the the way they speak is sometimes a little 
I mean, it's it's um, it's not childlike. Um, there is, I don't know if there's some naivety in it, or if it's something that I'm just taking as naivety because I'm I grew up in modern culture. But there's this sense of there is humans are not at the center, and And the small things are just like the, the small beings are just as important as the big beings. Mm. Yeah. And so that's what I'm, what for me, it's like the calm before the storm is not even understanding the nature of nature, uh, But I guess listening to the nature of nature and really seeing how it is and not, yeah. When I don't remove myself from it, from the, from the cycle, from the cycles, from. What it uh, felt like to me is that I, I thrive in chaos environment. That's where I, I think that's why I loved being at the camp because it was pioneering and it was new and it was a mess and it was, and you know, the trainer path. And I mean, possibility management in it's sort of every spaces is how to navigate to chaos and then how to navigate the chaos. And so I think a lot of edge workers are thriving chaos environment and, and will be, so I, you know, what, what you said have made a lot of sense to me is like, how do you create the connection so that when the storm is going to hit, you just, the thing is going to, you know, the wind is going to come under the tent and the tent is going to rise up, but you need the, the wind of the storm, the tent to get what you need to build beforehand. Otherwise, everybody gets blown out in, into space during the storm. And so... Anyway, I, I, I think I read an article, like, try to keep thinking about the, the different images of what can be done in, from different perspectives, like different archetypal lineage or different um, work about what is the best, what can we do in the calm before the storm? Because, you know, it's, an, it's related to this question, what would you need to happen for you to start moving? Okay. And so people think they you know, we have this sense of until it touches me that I don't need to move <laughs> until it's in my backyard. I don't need to move. And it's so uh, like stupid or ignorant or like when it's going to come in your backyard, it's already over. <laughs> like there's nothing you, you're going to be able to do if you don't have community, if you don't have matrix, if you don't have distinction or tools or the whole thing. So it seems like this, you know, in a way the storm is already it hit and it, it also has waves or has, uh, qualities or different intensities and it seems a very precious time to build something yeah. before I mean before I guess it's like the storm for me my fear is that you know when the storm hits I I know I still remember this time at the camp when you know we had we were inviting all those kids to like have lunch and plant trees and all this stuff and then it was beautiful, like the whole days before. And then the day where they were supposed to come, 
this like 150 kilometer wind hit the camp. And it, of course it's flat and, and we had just built the greenhouse and then the greenhouse like ripped. And I was, I was wondering where you guys were, whatever. And I came in and I remember Ashley, the storm had hit and Ashley was in utter survival. She was just in survival. She could not hold space. And, and, and I got there and it, for me, it was like, okay, this is the moment I thrive. So this is the moment I go in abundance and in collaboration and in how do we make this happen? And I think that's the choice of when the, hit's gonna, the storm's going to hit is people have this choice of either going in extreme survival and say, and this is, then it's war. It's like people armed up and it's my food, my house, my whatever. Or if there's enough matrix, then that's the catalyst for abundance and, and collaboration. Because realizing that we will only go through the storm if we work together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, by that time, I already wanted to be in an eco village. I remember that wake up call in 2014 that I have to leave the city, I have to build a village, I have to teach my children how to make fire. Really, like, very raw fear of they yeah. wouldn't be able to do that. And um, the panic the peak of the panic was in 2016 and in 2017 like you know i choose for myself then i thought okay however they do not want to learn it i'm gonna learn it by myself mm -hmm. so i i went off and now like in 2020 with this corona i'm like oh wow this is big this is not just me. This is not just my tribe. It's not just about my family or my, because I was kind of in the same thing, my house, my children, my thing. Mm -hmm. My children would have to learn this because otherwise my children will not survive or my tribe will not survive. That was totally my selfish thing. And only with losing my children, mm -hmm. kind of losing it to the state, I understood, oh, fuck, these are all my children. Mm -hmm. And then the pain was about all of this and all of that. And then I understood also that it's not just me, myself doing it. So when Clinton told me in the camp, I, want, I said to him, I want to make a safe space for my children in the whole world, let's say. I want to make the whole world a safe space for my children. And then Clinton said, you are the safe space for your children. And then I understood, oh, wow, while I was running, to find a solution, I left them, kind of. So I had I, I find a way to merge both into in, uh, one another, that I would grow out of my own personal story, so I would be available for this world to be there for whatever is needed. And I assume that this is with everybody. Like, mm. everybody has that personal drama we have to go through to be ready and available and and yeah in communication with others mm. so i'm not available as long as i'm in the me 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 thing mm -hmm. but still i would have to deal with the me 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 thing mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's why I see that Corona thing as a preparation kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a yeah. little afraid, yeah, <laughs> that I will be late for, but nobody wrote me until now, however. I feel scared just. <laughs> Sorry. Did you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in the in the seminar house, you know, and my co-trainers, they didn't call me yet, but I'm I'm afraid that they might need me soon. Okay. Yeah, I was also aware of the time that it's 1037. Um, although part of me is really not wanting to go <laughs> because Same, yeah, yeah. very good questions. And the three of us are going to hold space in the coming down to earth. And I want to take this opportunity to tell you that uh, all the workshop spaces are full. We have a waiting list. Um, the inner resource, uh, the inner navigating, the falling apart, I realize it, well, it's, it's not full because we have 30 people instead of 20. So we have cool. 24 people. So, but I, yeah, it's going to be full. <laughs> cool. Wow. And the Rage Club also? Yeah, that's, yeah. All full. All full. And it, it's on the 24th at 5. And at what time you want us to be with you? For the, um, to, as a start, yeah, like a, you know, 10 minutes before, 15 minutes before. And do I have to prepare anything? I think we could have a call about what what we want to to bring or what's the purpose and then have some ideas mm -hmm. um can i make a suggestion yes please like those spaces with a couple hours and 25 people um it's great to have base plan and to just kind of keep rolling because otherwise people fall asleep if people keep sharing for like 10 minutes or whatever it's so i would leave there's some space for sharing, but otherwise it's just keep rolling and break them out in, in pairs and groups of three. And, and then they, they do the work while you wait and be bored. <laughs> yeah. Or you do the work with them and you, you find a way to be in those groups. Yeah. Because I think it's great also to be in the group because you just bring in distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when should we do the call? We'll use Tuesday would be a good time for me. Uh, Sunday, I'm work. Um, Sunday and Monday, I'm traveling most of the day. Um, so either tomorrow afternoon or Monday morning. Uh, uh, Tuesday morning. Sorry. Yeah, for me, Tuesday morning would work better. Okay, should we do uh, 9 o'clock UK time? Yes. Which is 10 Germany. Ah, okay, 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 fine. That's or or 8.30, 9.30. You'll be in Portugal, Vera? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 8.30, 9.30, both work for me. Like 9.30 German time, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. 8.30 Portuguese time. Uh, inner navigation prep. 
And can we plan our, ours, Vera? Yes. So would would Wednesday morning work? Let me just check. Wednesday, yes. Yes, it would. Ooh, like nine nine here, or that's too early for you? Nine thirty. Uh, it's I have a, a call at eight. Okay. Would, eight to nine. So then at then at nine. Nine. Would that then work? your time. Your time, and that's ten here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Rage club. Yes. Yay, this is going to be fun. And I would, I would say that, you know, in each spaces we say, and tomorrow, you know, at the end of the inter-navigating thing, and tomorrow, I would, I don't know. The Rage Club, we could have 30. You know, I would, if there's really, do you have a waiting list or? Yes, I do. I have. Or, we or we open another one. Okay, well, let's That's think. Well, true. I mean, Rage Club could be almost every week. <laughs> Yeah, it should be every week. <laughs> no more complacent girls anymore. <laughs> but when you, when are you doing your rage club, Vera? It's on Thursday. The day uh, right after. Yeah, okay. at six o'clock German time. Okay. Well, let's let's talk by messages. So so I bet you can you can also go uh, about yeah. maybe opening a a rage club the week after. Yeah, yeah I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to join your rage club as well. You're in. Okay. Cool. Twenty six. No, twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I think Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, yeah. Okay. Six o'clock. And yeah. I don't. You know, I had a coaching with Leon, and it would be great uh, for Leon to do rage club to do. Cool. Yeah. So, and and Tressa and yeah, I'm just. I mean, it's, it's just a few people that I know in in your circle. That, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it. I said already to. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, in Yorgos team that uh, it was so great. Yeah. Uh, when was that? Yesterday, Vera. That we had a healing session with uh, Maria and. Dimitra oh, and yeah. that's not so wonderful like I mean Maria from my team Dimitra from your team Yorgos knew Dimitra from something else mm. and it's uh, such a village weaving going on yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. beautiful and Maria and, and Vera uh, Maria and uh, Dimitra they they fit so perfectly yeah I'm so, I'm so, you know, if it wasn't online, we wouldn't know those people. We couldn't, you know, she's a, Dimitra, she's in Thessaloniki. It's like, it, when are we going to go there, you know? Really? I want to go. Yeah. It's, and I, she's great. I, she's kind of crazy and I like that. Yeah. She's, she's super. Oh, I really crazy. like Thessaloniki. So, so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, we might. I, I said also that I, I went to Thessaloniki and I really loved the city. And so, who knows? 
Well, <laughs> when a trainer path or trainer path in Greece? What about that? <laughs> you both are going that. to Greece, so. <laughs> and you're going yeah. to be here at the same time, more or less. Yeah, yeah. but in different places. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will be on a workshop, on a <sighs> sighing workshop. <laughs> By the water. I looked at the island that you're being in. It looks kind of nice. And is it the same name, the book? No, I the book was an invented island. He made uh, up an island. Yeah. What's the name of the real island? Paros. <laughs> Paros. Paros. I've been in Paros. <laughs> really? Yes. It's a tiny, 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 tiny island next to Naxos and Antiparos. And I spent there a month. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we, we need to go find a place there and, and have a train up out and go swim in the water in the morning and do something. Oh, yeah. I think, I think the Tao Center is already a place for workshops and stuff okay. where I will be. It's would made you, by some Israeli guys. Yeah. Would you check it out and maybe just start connecting with them about uh, yeah. us coming? And, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, I'm going to connect with some friends that have family in Crete to find out also because i also really love crete um i've never been there but from my friends family and what they do there and it's a very feminine place okay yeah okay if you have any yeah. hints if when you talk to them you have any hints for traveling then or like see whatever what to see and what restaurants to visit or something i will i will okay. and i will ask okay. my father who's a sacred place addicted person in greece okay okay thank you yeah thank you all i'll see you next week oh who would you who would be the next space holder i'll hold space next week yeah that'd be cool thank you and chloe okay cool thank you bye, -bye. bye. have a beautiful day yeah